Gali Merhaba everyone. Welcome to the 12th episode of Sesta and Island Talks podcast. This is Maltem calling from snowy Maastricht. Today I am hosting the very last episode of Sesta for 2022. 2022 was the year when Sesta was born. Throughout the year, I had the privilege to host inspiring souls from all over the island who tirelessly harness peace through arts and culture. On this day, I am hosting yet another inspiring soul, Naya Takushi Karakosa, an actor, performer and drama facilitator who dares to elaborate on female pleasure, a nearly taboo subject in the most daring way through theatre. Naya graduated from the School of Drama of the Aristotle University of Thessaloniki. She specialized in acting and performing arts. She created her personal projects regarding women's empowerment, body positive approach and body pleasure. She designed her own methodology as a drama facilitator and researcher, which combines a variety of practices from documentary theater, educational drama, theatrical games and acting. Last summer, she co-created with Eleni Anastasio the documentary play Underpants, based on interviews about women's masturbation. The project was created out of the need to talk about female bodies, female self-disposition and pleasures through techniques derived from documentary theatre. This need became Naya's research, and then the research became Naya's play Underpants, which is what we will be mainly elaborating on today. Dear Naya, thank you very much for making time today. It is such a pleasure to be hosting you. I look forward to our conversation and cannot think of a better theme to elaborate on this final episode of Sesta for this year. <laughs> That's so nice and thank you so much for the introduction and the invitation. Really, really looking forward to our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, before we elaborate further on underpants, it is important to answer the most basic question. Why is it necessary to talk about female bodies, female self-disposition and pleasures at first place? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's the most, yeah, that's the most important question. I think it's important because we never, ever, ever talk about our bodies. Uh, as in growing up in Cyprus, so I understand this because I, people were saying all the different things about my own body and they named it and they labeled it, but nobody have actually ever asked me what do I feel about my body. So I was growing up and I was like listening to all the other people's opinions about my own body and I didn't even create it my own opinion about my body. So I think the important thing is that we have to talk about ourselves, our self pleasures and, and, and awareness, because this is how we create a really healthy connection within our bodies, within our minds, within our hearts, and then we create our identity as we want it to be, and not what others are creating for us. And it's so important because for the past few years, women are starting to talk. And what, what my experience actually shown me is that I am not alone. We are not alone. And I think we have to talk because we give power and we take power just by talking and expressing ourselves and expressing our common experiences as well. 
Yes, Naya, exactly. You're not alone. And I can totally relate to that as a woman myself. I mean, when I was growing up, I always heard things about my height, about my curly hair. So I think a lot of women have uh, stories as such to share. And indeed, talking about female bodies, female self-disposition and pleasures, particularly in this post-Me Too era, um, it empowers us and it is important to be empowered. Um, and pursuant to the first question, maybe, why is theatre, and documentary theatre in particular, a convenient artistic medium to elaborate on female bodies, female self-disposition and pleasures? The thing about documentary theatre, instead of just dramaturgy in theatre and plays, is the fact that it brings the narrative, the truth narrative, Documentary theater is, if we can, if I can say that, is that the immediate reaction to the present. And that's what makes it actually so charming and so, um, it, it just touches our hearts. Cause documentary theater comes to respond to the present moment. And just by that, uh, the methodology of documentary theater is that you can actually take interviews with people around you, with the society, with the present people that are living now, and ask them what do they believe for a subject. Of course, you can uh, get inspired by newspaper of the old times, but what documentary theater Theatre does it in any hub, but documentary theatre actually is like it highlights the necessity of talking about the present in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So it comes to react in that. So it's a great medium because it's not only your voice as a dramaturge or as a, as a writer, as a playwright. It, it comes to connect with all the people that you are interviewing either through real interviews, either through um, some workshops like what I did after Underpants. So it, it's a great medium because it, you connect and you hear other people's stories as well. And there is more, I think it's more that like a validation of what do you believe. For example, if I say, if I may, in Underpants, what people were telling us after, because in Underpants there was this story of this woman going to an AA meeting, which in Greek was Anonymous Avnanistes. Avnanistes are the people who masturbate. So we had a funny uh, um, word play about AA meeting. So there was this woman going into this meeting and starting talking about her experience in masturbation and her trauma. And you could actually hear the other people voices in which, in the condition of the theater, were the voices of the women going to this AA meeting. So these voices was the actual material of the interview. With the acceptance of the woman that we were interviewing, they're giving us the their per permission, actually, to use their voices and their stories. Mm -hmm. And their voices and their stories was heard, as it was in the interview, was heard during the performance. So many people were saying that, you know what, Naya? 
listening to you, but actually listening to these voices of the other women was more like a validation to what you were saying about masturbation, female masturbation. That's why I think it's a great medium. I think I'm, I'm in love with documentary. It's been like three years now that I really, really starting to learn about this world and doing seminars and watching other performances. And I think I found what truly speaks to my heart, to be honest. Because I have the chance to speak with other people and engage with them in a different way as if I had a a play to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It is in itself a very powerful medium. And listening to you, I mean, I can imagine that it comes as a great... Uh, relief in a certain way to learn as a woman yourself that okay other women are also masturbating Mm. this is just a normal aspect of our sexuality it is a healthy Mm. aspect of our sexuality so uh, we don't have to feel guilty anymore we don't have to judge ourselves anymore and yeah this is this is just normal you know it is so normal for particularly heterosexual men to to masturbate to experience Mm. any sort of pleasures but for us um, because we happen to be women, this is, this is always ex- extra complicated. So I can only imagine there with, uh, you know, this medium of documentary theater that women, your audiences and yourself as well, that you all felt empowered. Am I wrong? No, not at all. Not at all. When, um, you know what, Melton, when I, I'm, I always say that in my interviews and, uh, so, I actually remember myself masturbating since I was five. Literally remember it. Mm-hmm. I thought until I was 23 masturbating. I mean, for 18 years, I actually believed that something was wrong with my body. Uh, I thought that the devil was getting inside of me and all these crazy stories. And uh, back then, I actually was, I believed in God, in whatever, but now I don't. But back then, I actually believed, and I was asking for to, for, uh, for forgiveness, and I was praying, please, God, make it stop. It was giving me pleasure, but I thought that I was, I was the only person in the whole world that was doing this. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I didn't even know what was the name of it. So, I was 23. When I was in Thessaloniki studying with some friends of mine, and they started talking about their masturbation, and I was, I was totally shocked. It was the huge aha moment of my life until then, because that was the moment that I actually felt such a relief that I was not the only one. Other women were doing this thing. So when I was 29, I had this urge and I actually made all these experiences as a performance through underpants. And I, the play was written from uh, more or less 50, 60 or 80, I can't remember the number, uh, interviews with women. All of the women <laughs> had the same or at least the same experience as mine. They were sh- they were ashamed. They thought that nobody else is doing this. 
uh, only few women were talking about this masturbation with other friends or, or sisters or cousins, but most of the women had the same experience as mine. And after the performances, all the women were coming and saying, you know what, Naya, I didn't even say to my friends that I'm masturbating. Thank you, I'm going to say this now. <laughs> so I was really, and I had all these women coming and talking about their masturbations after the performance. And uh, it was uh, it was quite a huge number of women actually coming and saying, because, uh, you know, they they bargained to me months after the performance. And they were like, you know what? That day that I saw your performance, I, it was the first day that I expressed to my family or my friends or whatever that I masturbate. And it was a shock that we are so ashamed of this pleasure. Because nobody ever says, ever talks to you about, you know what? You have the right to feel this pleasure. You have the right of your own body and your own self disposition. Nobody's, nobody came to, you know, teach us this need. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly, this is the point that, uh, we are forgetting as a woman that we are in control and in possession of our own bodies and, and our own pleasures. It is actually a sex, uh, it is actually a social question. Are women even in this age, in 2022, are we even now, socially speaking, politically speaking, really in disposition of our own pleasures and our own bodies? I mean, look at, look at what's going on around the world. Abor abortion rights are being curbed, uh, you know, um, mm. uh, sexual inter course outside of marriage is being prohibited and women's sexuality uh, is just becoming more and more uh, of a taboo thing so I can imagine that particularly given how patriarchal Cyprus is even mm -hmm. today I can imagine that this this was only um, yeah a, a re revelation a relief a kind of self-development whatever you call it it was it was a great uh stepping stone in in your audiences and mm -hmm. in your own development so that's that's just fantastic to hear and um i'm i'm wondering because in the same way like during Tithoris, do i say it correctly yeah yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so Tithoris is the final presentation of the project underpants so you told me when we met that you were completely naked on stage and performed without your clothes on. Mm -hmm. So um, can you please elaborate further further on your performance? Like what what was happening exactly? Mm -hmm. I will. Uh, it's funny because this is a podcast, but all this time that you were speaking, I was just nodding my head up and down because I was like, yes, we... Um, and I, I have three bullet points. The first one is that, yes, this is the time, as I, as I already said, to speak about our bodies because all these laws are passing and we have to do something. Even the smallest communities, as in a, as, as the one that we live in Cyprus. So that's the first thing that, because you're absolutely right, Milton, because we do not reach to the point up, uh, for our self-disposition. I think we are not there yet, but we have to try 
every single time I think of our daily lives. That's the first part. The second is that after underpants, which was, I was doing, we were with Eleni Anastasiu, my, my director and friend. We were doing the interviews women to women. After that, I actually took place in a residency that I created a workshop in which I was inviting women to come and play with me <laughs> a series of theatrical games and educational drama and uh, acting practices. So through this workshop, we were playing, embodied playing, and then is, uh, I was asking, asking them some questions through the, a series of games and a documentary was held and that documentary, this I was doing it for eight months. And then I took all the documentary research and I created a new text, a new performance called High Men, which was about the female collective body. So that was the second part of this project. And then the third part was what you said, Tithoris, which was in, um, I, as you said, I was naked, totally naked. And I was inviting the audience to write or paint on my body what they see when they look at me. So after this interaction, we have a live streaming, um, camera with my collaborator at the time, Artemis Evlogimenu, which is a great, um, documentary camera woman and underwater documentary, documentarian. So Artemis came with her camera and she, we were seeing my body on the projection as a zoom in of what people were writing on me. And that was a chance to actually see what I had on my back, let's say on my ass, cause I couldn't turn. <laughs> and after this, after this uh, second phase, I reversed, uh, the, um, the, the interaction and I was asking the audience if I can write on their palm. So I created with a, with a live text composition, I created a text in all of our palms and then we were reading it out loud. So our bodies were like a common narrative. And then we had this narrative of my body, of what the people were re- writing on me. And then I reversed it. And in a way, I made us as a whole through this text and through this common experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really interesting. I mean, I have to say I'm nearly jealous because I, yeah, I could. <laughs> I couldn't be that. I hope, I mean, I, I can only hope you'll do the same performance, uh, in, mm. in English because, uh, yeah, I mean, that was in again, English as well. It was in Greek oh, and yeah? English. Yeah. 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 Oh, that sorry. was the only, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually am tra- sorry for interrupting you, but I'm trying to find ways of representing it, this, the Tithoris, uh, mm. cause it has, so, it was only presented in, uh, two festivals in Cyprus. Hmm. So now I'm trying to find another way to re- represent it and reshare this performance with a new audience. 
please do, Naya, please. <laughs> and and uh, festival organizers, we're calling you from, from Maastricht and from Cyprus. Please do support this fantastic uh, artist because, um, yeah, I mean, Naya, when I'm when I'm listening to you, I mean, I do, I can only imagine. I mean, I'm listening to you, of course, as a person with a certain background, but I'm mainly listening to you as a woman, and I can only imagine that contributing to this female collective body right Mm -hmm. it can only be empowering it can only be empowering because like we both said because female sexuality female body is still very much political and that's that's a problem you know and so it's just going there and sharing these uh yeah just becoming a part of this collective it it could it could give so much sense to your own individuality of, of your own disposition so yeah, I'm I'm really jealous. So please <laughs> do do it again and invite me. <laughs> I will. I totally will. So I, I thank you because it's been like three years now since the first time that we did the underpants, and I I can actually see the difference in my own body, how I feel in my own body, how I'm talking about my sexuality. Well, like. So you had these performances. So as an actor, as a performer, as a drama facilitator, but above all, as a woman, mm-hmm. like what have you explored about your own body after having performed the uh, underpants and after having contributed to this collective female body? I believe that through this project, it's not only me, it's my collaborators as well. As I said, Eleni Anastasiu in Underpants, that we co-wrote the play based on the interviews, Artemis Evlogimenu in Tithoris, and Belinda Pavasiliu, Maria Kasapi, and Rodia Vomvolu, which were the women that were with me in the residency that was the, was when I did the Hymen piece. But beyond these women, there were all these women, almost like 100 women, that actually came and trust me. And I'm so, so grateful. And I always say thank you to all these amazing women that they share all their experiences with me. And they were there to co-create, let's say, all these performances that I did. Um Beyond that, to answer your question, as a woman, I feel more powerful. I feel what I already said, that I am not alone. I am not alone in this world, and it's so important for us to remember this, because this is what gives me actually strength, strength to go on. Mm-hmm. After the performance says, uh, as I said before, either underpants, hymen, or dithoris, lots of women were coming to me and they started expressing how the, the performances touches their souls. And because, as we said, we don't have the, it's like we don't even have the right to talk about our bodies. So mm-hmm. having all these women actually coming and say, Thank you. I was saying thank you back because that was, that is what gives me strength mm-hmm. to go on because I can see that 
I feel more empowered, more, um, I enjoy my pleasure, I enjoy my masturbation without any doubt, any ashamed. I actually enjoy my masturbation because I was doing it, but it was like, pop, 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 okay. I was <laughs> yeah, actually, as, as I'm, it was exactly as, as it sounds. Okay. Cause I was so ashamed of what I did. And now I'm actually enjoying this moment. I'm actually enjoying myself. And I, I, again, I'm saying thank you to all of these women because if I didn't have all these women talking to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be so, um, I wouldn't put my, myself and love myself and trying to love myself even more and my female nature. Uh, so yes, I learned so, so much, so many things I can't even describe. And I'm really, really, really grateful for that. I mean, and for my masturbation that keeps longer now. <laughs> I am only happy to hear that I'm happy for you. Thank you. And, <laughs> and Naya, I mean, listening to you, it's also like, it is very enlightening for me as a woman, right? Mm. Because I also happen to come from the isolated part of the island where sexuality is even further. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, how could we say that? It's, 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 it's a further taboo subject and um like listening to you and like of course we're laughing at anything but the the most important message that i'm getting is that we have the right to enjoy our bodies we have the right to enjoy our sexuality and how how important it is but in a certain way i also cannot stop to think how sad is it in a certain way right that we yes. are that we are realizing this Yes. In 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 2023. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and, I know. and we are certainly not alone. I mean, mm. a lot of women have, they do have difficulties with orgasm. They do have difficulties with their sexual experiences as a whole. And we, we just don't talk about this. And it's just like the heterosexual male body is the paradigm of all research mm. or social experiences or all understandings. And so I, I'm only as a woman, as a Cypriot woman in particular, I'm only grateful that, that you're coming out yourself as a woman and saying, yeah, yeah, for God's sake, you have the right to enjoy your own sexuality and do it. Yes. yes. <laughs> so thank, thank you, Maya. <laughs> no, I thank you. Literally, thank you because it's what, it's like they identify what we, what should we enjoy. And nobody, nobody came to us and said, you know what? You have this right. You're gonna know what you like. Don't expect from other, partners and men or women to talk to you about this you have to know your own body and studies have shown that masturbation is what i said it's it creates a healthier relationship with your own self but at the same time with the other partners that you're going to have sexual partners in your life because you know and you respect your own body and you know what it pleases you. 
and you know how to say no and you know how to say yes and by masturbating you come to a point that you accept what you are i think exactly. it's incredible that as women we have all this amazing shape of our vaginas of our vulvas actually to be correct so we have all these amazing shapes that we have to explore to know our body it's unbelievable how how ashamed we are to even look at the mirror yes so one yeah. of the questions if i may in during underpants so we had all the um we created with Eleni Anastasia questionnaire. So one of the questions that we did to the women were like, can you give us a manual? And I was telling them, if I am a woman that I have never experienced masturbation, what would you say to me as an advice, as a manual? Most of the women actually said, you know what, just find what pleases your own body. Just touch your body. Don't be ashamed of it. I couldn't even touch my body. I was masturbating, uh, just putting a pillow on the corner of the sofa, on the bed, whatever. I couldn't even touch my own body. Mm -hmm. Because I was ashamed of it. Yeah. Naya, I can totally relate to that. And on top of what you said, I think if we look at things with a holistic approach, this all relates to self-love. You also use this word, mm. yes. cultivating self-love. I mean, as women, we are nearly raised as social subjects to mm -hmm. love our partners, particularly I'm speaking uh, from the experience of a heterosexual woman, huh? Mm -hmm. um, so we, we always learn to be great mothers. We always learn to give pleasure to our partners, but we don't know what we want, what we like. And it's, it's, all, it's all very much partner based, uh, mm. how we come to, um, in a certain way, discover or failure to discover in that sense, our own selves. So in that sense, I can only I, I I can only feel that having conversations about masturbation and um, pleasure and about our, our bodies, the shape of our bodies as a whole, I think it just relates. It just feeds a certain uh, self love that is very important for our own beings that we are not only mothers that we're not only partners that we're not only wives but we are women and we have the right to enjoy our sexuality to come up with ideas to love ourselves and whatever this is this is just a social question this all relates to a social and political problem yes yes i'm just nodding my head again yes <laughs> and we have the right to speak up we have the right to do things it's, uh, exactly. it's so important to understand this, that I, as a woman, have my own identity and I have to explore it. And I have not to be ashamed or afraid of it. I actually find myself, to be honest, when I'm, I'm among men, cis men, heterosexual, and it's, um, it's like at some times I catch myself not saying what I want to say mm -hmm. because it's like I'm afraid or I think I'm 
they may judge me or it's like they have the right to say the last words and I'm like no these have to stop and it starts from everything from every little thing that we do for our bodies yeah. it's so important to talk about our bodies because by talking we we gain space for ourselves and for other women as well exactly so if you like your curly ha- hair leave it if you Yay. want to be <laughs> overweight be overweight yes. and that's yes. not a problem if you have cellulitis in your uh, buttocks then enjoy it if you like long masturbations enjoy it and if your partner or boyfriend or whoever doesn't like it dump him leave him <laughs> don't let him have all this power on you or again I'm talking this is very heterosexual by the way how I'm mm-hmm. speaking but yeah again everybody relates this to their own experiences right and I, I, I this is just a contribute this is just maybe a certain add up to what you said that if you're around if you're in a circle of man then you're afraid to do or say or be well you have the right to be indeed mm. <laughs> Yes, yes, and if I if I cannot that, I think it's uh, again what you said. It, it sounded like a protest, and I love that. Thank you for that, <laughs> because it's so important. I'm saying again and again to speak up for ourselves, not to be afraid to actually gain self awareness and uh, self uh, pleasure and love. Because this is how, if we know who we are and we choose what we like and we have every right to do so, then we can create communities, a healthier communities. And just know that we are not alone. Even in a, in a violent relationship, we have to talk or at least um, read other people's stories to, to, um, to inspire us, show us, do something. Because we have the right, not, nobody else has the right, not our husbands, our wives, our parents, nobody has the right to decide for our bodies. And unfortunately, this is what's happening with all these laws that you mentioned before as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I... So I uh... Accept who we are. I'm, I'm like... 156 in height and uh, I think that I'm like uh, I don't know how many kilos but I'm trying to love my body as it mm-hmm. is because it's my own fucking body I have to own it mm-hmm. exactly yeah but this is of course easier said than done this came yes. with a lot of uh, maybe painful uh, experiences Naya and um, yeah and and what we are in our early 30s we are maybe still trying to love and own our own bodies i mean you you sound if i'm if i'm listening to you it it seems that you have already accomplished this development but i can right. imagine actually <laughs> yeah well it be, because it's difficult i mean it is it is difficult particularly if you have a lot of social political mm-hmm. and cultural factors which hinder you from that development so yeah but luckily we have uh artists like you who debunk such uh cultural social and political mechanisms naya <laughs> i i really enjoy talking to you yeah so me too really <laughs> but, thank uh, you so much because i'm 
uh, I'm getting inspired from, by you as well. And it's so important <laughs> to have this solidarity among us. Exactly. And, uh, and it, yeah, this is, this is the way I think. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Um, so I want to show you more solidarity. And my final question is, even though I, I really don't want to finish this interview and talk for hours, <laughs> this so is just I. a podcast <laughs> and we'll, we will make a second episode of this that I can promise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. But uh, my question is like, where and can, when can we expect to see you next year? Where, where, when and where will you be performing? I have no idea. As I said, I'm trying to find different residencies or festivals, uh, in Cyprus and abroad. And I'm, I'm really open in any suggestions and invitations because I'd love to travel with this project and connect with other cultures as well, uh, and interview other, other, women uh from other cultures and have this all this sharing uh so now i don't know i don't have a specific date to be honest unfortunately but i'm trying to get into festivals and stuff yeah i really hope i really hope and here any any festival organizers if you're listening to us or if you're someone who knows a festival organizer or somebody who could support Naya financially um, please do contact us please do contact her because this amazing person is coming up with great ideas that need to be supported so please Aww. show solidarity <laughs> <laughs> thank you I'm so touched really thank you so much so so much thank you <laughs> me too Naya me too I'm absolutely touched as well <laughs> and I had a great time really I, I love too. talking about our pussies and our bodies <laughs> and our masturbation and all this beautiful stuff. And I exactly. think we we should not forget that we are not only trauma. We have lots of life and fun inside of us and we should reach up to that point and pleasure, man. Exactly. We should. Yes. Thank you very much, Naya. Efkaristo Parapoli for accompanying me in this very special final episode of Sesta for 2022. Woo. It was an honor to be the last episode. Really, really, really an honor. Thank you so much. <laughs> Speaking with you has enlightened me in my journey as a woman, and I'm leaving this conversation with food for thought. Dear listeners, Thank you for listening. Please feel free to like, comment, or share this 12th episode of Sesta and Island Talks and follow us on social media. Merry Christmas for those of you who are celebrating Christmas, and I wish you a fantastic 2023. Stay healthy, lots stay with peace. <laughs> yes, and lots of pleasure. <laughs> stay healthy, stay with peace, stay tuned. The first trilingual podcast station of Cyprus. Island Talks. Open. Diverse. Free.